Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Your friend Dean Kulawiri here, and welcome to my Wednesday live stream, my 360 live stream. So thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, this is the place, folks, where every week, uh, every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone, I'm here to help you folks out with job search tips, advice, strategies, tactics, uh, practical tips and advice that you can apply to your job search, uh, regardless of, of your situation, right? Maybe, uh, maybe you're struggling with resumes, maybe you're struggling with interviews, Maybe you're struggling with communication with recruiters and hiring managers, whatever it is. I try to co cover a, a couple of different topics and areas during my live stream. So uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Shout out to everyone on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube that are tuning in. And uh, don't feel shy. Feel free to say hi in the comments. Let me know who you are, where you're tuning in from. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get today's segment up and started. Uh, now, before I go ahead and get started, uh, I was going to, what was I going to do? I, I can't remember what I was going to do. In any case, all right, all right, the show must go on. But uh, hey, hope everyone's having a fantastic week. And um, I'm just checking here if I am indeed live on LinkedIn. Yes, looks like I'm live on LinkedIn, so all is good. Uh, so uh, before I get started, uh, just uh, for those of you who, who want to follow me on my other social channels, uh, you can definitely check me out on uh, my check out my Linktree page, which is where I post uh, most of my. Uh, you know, other content on my other channel. So check me out on Linktree. It's linktr.ee forward slash DK Tech Recruiter. Again, linktr.ee forward slash DK Tech Recruiter. I also, I also post content on, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I also have my uh, my podcast on, on um, Anchor, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Like I have I have a, a separate podcast as well, where, where by the way, I, I re-upload my live streams to those channels as well. For those of you who prefer an audio-only kind of experience, so feel free to check out my LinkedIn Linktree page again, and also it has a link to my newsletter, my LinkedIn newsletter, which I release every week on typically on Mondays. Uh, and my my link, if you if you if you're uh, on my LinkedIn, you can actually go to my LinkedIn page, uh, my LinkedIn profile, and if you scroll down to the featured section, there will be a link to uh, one of my articles. And uh, if you just go to one of the articles, there should be a link to subscribe. And I, I talk about a recruitment topic, and I also talk about a job search-related topic. So whether you're an organization, whether you're part of a hiring team, maybe you're uh, uh, someone on the HR team at a company, you want to want some tips and advice from a recruitment standpoint, uh, you'll probably get something out of subscribing to my newsletters. So, so make sure you do that. And again, on the flip side, if you're a job seeker, I talk about a job search-related topic on my newsletter as well, right? So with that being said... Um, I think that was uh, that was what I wanted to talk about. And also the other thing is, uh, of course, if you're an organization, if you're an IT professional, 
Uh, if you're an organization looking for tech talent, you're an, you're an IT professional looking for your next opportunity, make sure you reach out to me for more information on how I can help you. You can reach out to me uh, right here on LinkedIn or Twitter or on YouTube. Just drop a comment or uh, send me an email. Send me an email to dean at techrecruiters360.com, dean at techrecruiters360.com, and uh, let me know what, what your situation is, and I'll uh, definitely be in touch and let you know if there's any way I can personally assist you, all right? So with that being said, don't forget to like and share, folks. Uh, always appreciate the likes and the shares. And also, by the way, uh, uh, I noticed last night that I just reached, I just reached over 50,000 followers on LinkedIn, which is crazy. I really appreciate everyone's support, uh, especially those of you on LinkedIn who continue to like and support and comment and share my, my content, which I post uh, on a regular basis. So really, really, really appreciate that. And, uh, uh, I hope to get to 100,000 followers just so I can I can reach more people because I know a lot of people out there need help and assistance in their job search. And I, and I do strongly believe that my content does help people, you know, job search more intelligently. And, and it helps uh, provide a good example for other recruiters out there in terms of how they should be treating their candidates through my content and, and you know, all of that great stuff as well. So, again, really appreciate everyone's support. Really, really appreciate that. Uh, also, quick heads up, I, I just started, a, I'm, I'm, I'm about to start a new podcast, which is called The 360 Podcast, where I'll be inviting guests. So it's not going to be just me speaking. It's going to be special guests from various industries talking about a variety of different topics. And my first episode will be released this Friday, this Friday, folks. So mark your calendars this Friday, my first episode, which I'm going to be releasing. Uh, it's going to be released exclusively on my YouTube channel. So make sure you check out my YouTube channel. Make, you, make sure you subscribe. So you get my notification. And my first conversation is going to be with my special guest, my awesome, amazing special guest, Kathan Gudger of RPO Arena. And I got him on the show to talk about managing remote teams. All right. So he has like over, I think over like 20 years of experience uh, working with and managing remote teams on both sides of the table, like as a re remote worker himself, as part of a remote team himself, and also managing remote, remote workers uh, uh, himself as well. And I asked him a whole bunch of questions about, uh, you know, how do you effectively manage remote teams? Like, what are some of the challenges? What are some of the opportunities? So especially if you're a manager, if you're managing a remote team, you need some ideas on how to do this effectively. This is a conversation you certainly want to check out. And, and, and we do talk a bit about things from the remote remote team side of things as well, like the remote worker. Like, how, how, do, you, how do you stand out on a remote team when you uh, build relationships with your managers, with your peers? when you don't have some of the supposed advantages, maybe someone working on site might have. As a remote, remote worker, you can't go up to maybe one of your coworkers at, at you know, lunchtime and be like, hey, let's go hang out, let's go have lunch, let's go have coffee and this and that. So how do you how do you manage building those same relationships when you're working remotely? So it's, it's a fantastic conversation, folks. I highly suggest you check it out. Again, it's gonna be released exclusively on my YouTube channel. This is the very first episode it's going to be released released this Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern time zone. So make sure you check me out on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe so you can, uh, you know, catch this this fantastic conversation I had with my very first guest, Kathan. It's a, it's a, it's an amazing segment. So make sure you check it out. All right. So with that being said, I think that is uh, that is what I want to talk about before getting into today's segment, which is the types of job seekers out there who should not focus most of their efforts on recruitment agencies and external recruiters such as myself. Because look, I, I get a lot of get a lot of, uh, you know, messages and, and, and all that stuff from people reaching out to me and, um, you know, who, who seek my assistance, right, as, as, a, as a recruiter. 
But you got to understand, folks, there's different types of recruiters, right? There's there's internal corporate recruiters who work internally at the organizations that you want to work for. And then there's external recruiters and recruitment agencies, which which consists of recruiters such as myself. Uh, so before I get into today's segment, I see some comments here. We got Med Dia, who says hello. Hello to you as well, Med. Uh, we got Jeremiah in the house. Uh, uh, peace out to you as well, Jeremiah. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, so with that being said, uh, what I wanted to share with you is who should not be bothering and, and focusing most of their job search strategy and their efforts with external recruiters such as myself, right? Now, before I get into talking about the, I, I've written down like five categories of people who should not focus their primary efforts on external recruiters and recruitment agencies such as myself. But before I get to that, I just want to let you folks know, look, do not take this personally. Like if you're one of these individuals who right now, maybe external recruiters and agency recruiters might not be seeing you as, as someone that they can connect with their clients. Don't take it personally. It's not because uh, the external agency or, or the external recruiter or the, or, or the recruitment agency does not want to help you. It's nothing to do with that. It's simply because, uh, because of the typical types of candidates they usually uh, recruit on and, and, and the expectations of the hiring teams that they partner with, that they provide their services to, right? Because keep in mind the external recruiters as well as the, the recruitment agencies we charge a fee to our clients, right? Our clients being the hiring teams. So um, the expectations of the hiring teams are, are usually way higher than, than what it would be had you been applying directly. So just keep this in mind, right? So don't take it personally if you fall into one of these, these categories that I'm going to be speaking about. Uh, we got Drewville who says, hello, hello, Drewville. Thanks so much for tuning in. We got uh, uh, Jason in the house as well. A virtual handshake to you as well, Jason. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, so that being said, what are some of these categories? So the, look, the first category I want to talk about is, and I get so many messages from people in this in this category and in this situation is new graduates. Okay, if you're a new graduate, you should not be spending most of your efforts connecting with external recruiters and recruitment agencies. Okay, now I want to emphasize what I'm talking about here is external recruiters and recruitment agencies. I'm not saying don't talk to and don't try to network with corporate in-house recruiters. What I'm specifically saying here is if you're a new graduate, chances are most recruitment agencies and external recruiters might not be in a position to help you. And I'm going to explain to you why. Uh, most of the time when, when hiring managers and hiring teams, ex, um, um, uh, you know, um, uh, part, partner with us, external recruiters and, and recruitment agencies, uh, it, it's because of because they're looking for individuals that, are, that usually have, you know, are, are between the intermediate to senior level in their career. Right. The reason why most um, organizations do not partner with recruitment agencies uh, for junior level roles and, and also new graduate roles is because they usually don't need help finding new graduates and, and students and, and people that are just starting out their careers. Right. So it's not that recruitment agencies have something against new graduates. It's not that we don't want to help new graduates. It's simply because hiring teams do not engage with us for those types of positions. They typically engage with recruitment agencies and also ex and, you know, external recruiters. Uh, for roles that they're not able to, to to fill in on their own. And this typically comes down to roles that are at the intermediate level and up. So again, if you're a new graduate, you know, and you're finding that you're reaching out to recruitment agencies, you're reaching out to staffing agencies, you're reaching out to external recruiters, you're not getting much responses or, or traction in your job search. That's the reason why. Now, I'm not saying that recruitment agencies do not at all work on, on new graduate positions and entry-level positions. Certainly, absolutely. We do every now and then we do recruit on, on roles that are, you know, entry level and, and for new graduates. 
but I would say that that's, uh, you know, it's not something as frequent as, as the majority of, uh, or the bulk of our positions that we re recruit on, right? The majority and the bulk of the roles that we recruit on require people in their profession of uh, at least three plus years of, of professional experience and up, right? So this is why if you're a new graduate, you know, don't think that recruitment agencies are ignoring you. It's not that they don't want to help you. It's not that, hey, they, they're discriminating against new graduates. It's simply because most of our requirements that we get from our clients, our clients being, you know, organizations and hiring teams out there is because we mostly work on, on stuff that is intermediate level and up. Okay. That, that's, that's the sole reason why most recruitment agencies aren't really in a position to help you if you're a new graduate. Again, because we mostly get our requirements from our clients, which are at an intermediate level and up. So my suggestion to you, to you new graduates out there is, Look, I'm not saying don't network with recruiters. What I'm what I'm trying to do is, is set realistic expectations for yourself. Now, unless the recruitment agency has specifically posted a role and they're like, you know, hey, we're looking for new graduates. Uh, we're looking for someone that's that's a student. That we're looking for someone that that's fresh, uh, fresh out of school. Uh, yes, there will be situations out there where recruitment agencies do recruit on such roles, but for the most part, it's it's going to be you know intermediate level and up. You get you got to have at least a few years of professional experience and up, right? That that's typically the case. But what I suggest you new graduates do is you know first of all, don't take it personally, all right? And and also and also don't have that attitude, uh, you know, further down your career when recruiters do start reaching out to you. Don't be like, oh well, when I was a new graduate, no recruiters wanted to help me, no recruiters wanted to uh, you know assist me when I was looking for work. Wrong attitude, folks. I mean, don't 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 look at it that way, um, because it simply comes down to again, like I said. Recruitment agencies typically work on positions that are at the intermediate level and up, typically, all right? So what you can do now, however, over the next couple of years of your career, as you build your professional experience, you need to be building relationships with staffing agencies and external recruiters, right? To see it as, as a, you got you to gotta think of it long-term, folks, right? So if you're a new graduate, yeah, maybe recruiters, uh, ex uh, recruitment agencies aren't in a position to help you right now. But that doesn't mean you can't build relationships. That that doesn't mean you should not build your, your social media profile on LinkedIn and post all the amazing stuff you're doing, the opportunities that, that are being presented your way, the, the types of projects you're working on, the new stuff that you're learning. Like this is a great opportunity for you to start, you know, putting yourself out there and, and attracting the attention of recruiters. Because look, maybe, I mean, look, I connect with a lot of new graduates um, and, and maybe it's not, maybe I can't help them right now. Because again, like I said, most of the roles that I work on are intermediate to senior level roles, right? I can't help them now. But as a recruiter, I'm also thinking long-term because I'm thinking, hey, the, uh, you know, some of these people I'm connecting with, they look like, you know, they're, they, they might be doing really well. Maybe they, maybe they, just, they just started out with, with a company as their first job. And maybe I can't help them right now. But fast forward three, four years down the line, when they do, when they have accumulated intermediate level of, of experience, then I know as a recruiter, I know that's going to be a, a, a position when, when I'm going to be in a position to potentially assist them, right? When they've accumulated that intermediate or, or a few years of experience under their belt. So I think both parties have to be thinking long-term, right? You, you, yourselves as new graduates, you got to be thinking long-term and, and looking at it as, hey, okay, maybe maybe these external recruiters, maybe these recruitment agencies can help me right now, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't start building those relationships so that fast forward three, four years down the line, they're going to they're gonna be in a position to help me, and, I, and I'm going to have a whole bunch of experience that I bring to the table that I can leverage and, and, and get, the, get their attention and be of potential value to their clients. So that's the way you got to look at it, right? So the, that is the first category, new graduates, right? So, uh, so also what I wanted to add to the new graduates out there is you should be focusing most of your networking efforts 
right? Given that what I've said about but about recruitment agencies and, and external recruiters, most of your networking efforts, like I would say 90% of your networking efforts, you know, your LinkedIn outreach, your emails, your phone calls, your introductions, those should be concentrated on corporate in-house recruiters or directly with potential hiring managers and hiring teams. That is where the bulk of your, your job search efforts should be, right? Uh, this, this is how you're going to make the most use of your time, folks, okay? If you're a new graduate, focus your efforts on a corporate in, internal in-house recruiters, which means recruiters who are working internally at the companies you want to work for, and also potential hiring managers and hiring teams that you potentially want to work for at the organizations you, you want to potentially work for, right? And also outside of that, of course, networking with people, you know, maybe that are more senior to you, maybe some of your peers in, in the same industry as you, like that is where you should be focusing your, your job search efforts, at least at this time. Uh, let's see here. We got, we got Rafael. We got my, my brother from another mother, Rafael in the house. Good to see you here, Rafael. Uh, Omar says, I'm a new graduate and have been looking for clarification on this point. Thanks, Dean. Hey, no worries, Omar. I, I hope this tip, help, tip helps you out because look, folks, I get a lot of communication from new graduates, like, you know, great people, right? I mean, great people, new graduates. I mean, look, you new graduates are the future. You're the future generation. You're going to be the ones, uh, you know, uh, grabbing the reins from 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 people that, that who are maybe more senior right now right who, who have a few years under their belt so uh hope this advice helps omar right it's not that recruitment agencies don't want to help you it's just that you know if i could plot a you know one of those bell bell curve what is it called bell curve graphs like the bulk of our opportunities that we recruit on are at the intermediate to senior level even senior executive level, I would say most recruitment agencies don't specialize in senior executives. Like, you know, when I say senior executives, I mean like, you know, C-level executives and up. We don't we don't work on too many roles in those areas as well. Uh, and also at the other end, we don't work on too many new graduate junior level roles either. The bulk of what recruitment agencies work on are, are smack in the middle. Senior, so three, three plus years of experience up to maybe eight to 10 plus years of, of professional experience um, you know, in, in the industry. And if it comes to, you know, C-level and up, typically those are those are handled by, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, executive search firms, right? Executive search firms that specialize in senior leadership types of positions. But then again, we do also sometimes work on those senior level, senior executive positions as well. So hope this helps Omar, right? And, and uh, yeah, what I was trying to say is folks, new graduates out there, you should be focusing your job search efforts right now. Only 10% of the time, maybe with staffing agencies and recruitment agencies and external recruiters such as myself, because we only work on new graduate and, and junior level positions a fraction of the time, right? So focus your efforts on, uh, on corporate recruiters, right? Recruiters who are working internally at the organizations you want to work for. Those are recruiters you certainly want to want to focus the bulk of your efforts on. And also, you know, hiring managers, maybe uh, people working on the teams of the companies you want to work for. Maybe your peers, you know, those are where your networking efforts should be focused, right? We got a comment here from Rafael. Rafael says it's kind of a catch twenty-two because you're told to build your experience over the next couple of years, then come back, but how when no one will hire you to accumulate the experience? Yeah, I know it, it definitely is a, a catch twenty-two, Rafael. But I would say it's a catch twenty-two, especially if you're 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 mostly uh, you know trying to connect with with people who can help you right now, right? And a great example of that again is with. Uh, recruitment agencies because again recruitment agencies we're, organizations only engage with us like, like us being recruitment agencies and external recruiters when they when they want to recruit on on a role that requires you know three three plus years of experience and up 
that is typically when organizations reach out to us. But 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 on the flip side, of course, there's a lot of us recruitment agencies out there, right? So the obvious first line of approach for most of you job seekers is, hey, I should reach out to a recruitment agency or I should reach out to uh, an external recruiter. I should reach out to those people because they're always recruiting on on some position or the other, right? So what you're what you're saying makes complete sense, Rafael. It certainly does come across as a catch twenty two. But keep this in mind, folks. I want you folks to be, you know, job search smarter, right? Uh, it's And, you know, we've all heard that catchphrase. What is it? It's not about working harder. It's about working smarter. Same thing applies to your job search. It's not about job searching really hard. It's about job searching really smart. So 90% of your efforts, folks, of your job search strategy, your efforts, if you're a new graduate, should be on, uh, you know, corporate, in-house, internal recruiters at the company you want to work for. They certainly will be happy to hear about you because they they they, they recruit internally on those uh, roles that might be a better fit for new graduates and all that stuff. Uh, and the other thing is is connecting, networking directly with hiring managers or, or your peers who might be working on the same teams uh, for these companies that you want to work for, for the positions you want to get in, get uh, you know get on board with, right? Uh, Rafael says, I do agree. You can build up your network in the meantime. Yeah, absolutely, Rafael. Yeah, like, you know, you got to think ahead, folks, right? So that is my advice to new graduates. Now, second category. So that was the first category. The first category is new graduates. Again, just to summarize, you should be, if you're a new graduate, you should be summarizing your networking efforts as, uh, sorry, not networking, networking efforts, your job search efforts with internal corporate recruiters, as well as directly with hiring managers and individuals working at the companies that you want to work for. That, that should be where, be where you focus your job search efforts. Second category, and I get a lot of these messages all the time. Uh, from people out there, and that is co-ops and interns, right? A lot, some, a lot of you folks who are looking for co-ops and internships are reaching out to recruitment agencies and external recruiters uh, such as myself. Folks, honestly, in my, in my eight plus years, uh, I mean, we're not eight plus years, I'm, I'm now going on nine plus years in the recruitment industry. I mean, I have literally, I have never recruited on, recruited on a co-op or internship placement. Never, like in, in nine plus years, right? That, that I've been in recruitment, I have never recruited on, on a co-op or internship position. So a lot of you folks out there who are looking for co-ops and internships, you're focusing so much efforts on recruitment agencies and an external recruiter such as myself, like you're really wasting a whole bunch of your time because uh, first of all, most co-ops and internships, I mean, most organized, even for the paid co-ops and the paid internships, most organizations are probably not going to be willing to pay a fee, uh, an additional fee to to you know, us third-party recruiters to, to help them find people. Because again, it's very easy for them to find people, right? Uh, or, at, or at least it's it's way less difficult than than, than something um, something higher up uh, in terms of level of seniority, right? A lot of organizations, they have certain partnerships and, and uh, relationships with, with colleges and universities and, and community colleges and little colleges and career colleges and a whole bunch of stuff. So they don't really have a need to, to, to reach out to external recruiters just such as myself uh, to seek help in finding co-ops and interns, right? And, and even if they were, I don't think they'd be willing to pay us and pay us a, a fee, right? Because us external recruitment agencies and external recruiters, we charge an additional fee, right? To organizations. So those of you who are looking for co-ops and internships, like I get, a, I get at least a few of these messages every day. I mean, it's it's a waste of your time, folks, right? Um, I used to take the time to respond, but it, I'm just at a point where I get so many of these messages. I can't always respond to all of these messages and inquiries I'm getting from people looking for internships and co-ops. So uh, that's another reason why I wanted to do this stream is I hope this message reaches out as many people out there as possible who are in these situations. 
because it's a waste of your time. You should not be reaching out to recruitment agencies or external recruiters. Uh, if you're looking for a co-op or an internship, focus your efforts on internal corporate recruiters, right? Again, people working internally at the company or, or maybe even the HR team, which is something I should have mentioned in the previous uh, category as well. Uh, reach out to HR, right? HR at the company that you want to you wanna do your co-op or internship for. Uh, reach out to the talent acquisition or, or internal recruitment team at the company you want to work for. Or reach out to, again, maybe the hiring team, maybe, maybe a couple of uh, potential people working at the company for the field that you're in that might be interested in, in taking on, uh, um, you know, an internship, uh, an intern or a co-op, whether that's paid or unpaid, right? Uh, so again, if you're if you're looking for an internship or a co-op, uh, don't waste your efforts with recruitment agencies, folks. I mean, I personally, in my nine plus years working in recruitment, I have never recruited on a, on a co-op or an internship position, never, zero percent, zero, never. So if, if, if you're putting a whole bunch of your efforts trying to reach out to recruitment agencies, I mean, you might, you might, you might very well be wasting your time and you're not making good use of your time either. So again, focus in on HR at the companies you want to work for, uh, the internal talent, the internal talent acquisition team at the companies you want to work for, or again, you know, hiring managers or people, maybe your peers, potential peers, or maybe your seniors or, uh, that are on the team for the companies you want to work for in your field. So, so make sure you, uh, you do that if you're a co-op or an internship, uh, so Akash asked a good question. So Akash says, how can I reach out to internal recruiters, corporate recruiters for some jobs posted on LinkedIn as I don't see the recruiter name or email there on the job posting most of the time? Yeah, so I mean, very simple, Akash, right? You got to go to the company page. Go to the company page on LinkedIn. Uh, hit the employees list. And then you got to go through the employees list, right? Uh, not everything is going to be spoon-fed to you, folks, right? Uh, this is not just for you, Akash. This goes to everyone else out there. A lot of you folks are expecting everything to be spoon-fed to you, all the information. Who do I need to con contact? Who do I need to reach out to? What's their email address? What's their phone number? Not everything is going to be out there like easy for you to find out, folks, right? So if you're if, you, if you're in the situation where you see a job posting on LinkedIn or, or maybe Indeed or Monster or whatever job form, job, job forum outside of LinkedIn you're using, guess what, folks? Surprise. You got to do some research. You got to do some legwork. Not everything is going to be handed to you on a silver platter, right? So you got you to gotta maybe look up the organization on LinkedIn, go to the company page on LinkedIn, then you know where it lists number of employees or whatnot, or it says people, Hit on the uh, click on the people tab, and then you're going to get a list of all the employees who have registered themselves on LinkedIn uh, that are working for the organization. This is where you got to, maybe you got to go through a few pages. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, if it's a small company, it might only be a couple of pages. If it's a big company, they might have like, you know, 10, 20 pages. But typically, talent the, the people who are on the talent acquisition team or, or the internal recruiters, you can usually find them within the first couple of pages. So don't be lazy, folks, all right? So go be willing to go through a couple of pages, and you should be able to identify who those corporate recruiters are and uh, send them a LinkedIn connection request. Maybe you're already connected to them, so you can send them a direct message and introduce yourself, right? So hope that helps, Akash. Very simple for you to figure that out. Uh, for the And for the rest of you out there, very simple for you to be able to do that and uh, and figure out who the person is potentially that might have posted the role or who are the, the internal corporate recruiters at the company that you want, you're interested in applying for, right? So that is category number two. So, so far I spoke about new graduates, co-ops and interns. Uh, the next category I want to talk about is career tra transitioners, career transitioners, okay? Uh, career transition is what I mean by this is uh, maybe you've been working in another field for a number of years, okay? Maybe you were previously, uh, I don't know, 
maybe previously you were working in um, customer service, right? Customer service for, you know, whatever number of years. And now recently or currently you're making a switch into software development, right? Maybe you took a boot camp, you took a certification and you're currently making a transition into a software development role. So by all means, right now, you're transitioning into a new career, which is great, fantastic. You took the certifications, you took the boot camps. That's great. But you're essentially in the same, uh, like recruiters, external recruiters, recruitment agencies, like they put you in the same category as maybe what I spoke about before, new graduates and co-ops or interns. Like you you, you don't have professional experience in the field that you're you're trying to get into. And again, recruitment agencies, external recruiters, we usually recruit on roles requiring at least three plus years of professional experience, right? So if you're a career transitioner, uh, it's not that recruiters will never, external recruiters will never ever want to assist you and, and match you up with opportunities. It just means that you're in the same, cat, you're pretty much in the same situation as new graduates. You do not yet have the years of experience required for the roles that we typically recruit on. Like I mentioned before, right? We, we typically recruit on roles requiring three plus years of professional professional experience. And it's not because, you know, it's that's not some some uh, restriction that we impose. It's because that's what our clients want, right? Again, goes back to the client. What does the client want? What does the hiring team want? Why is the hiring team engaging with us? Dean, we need your help finding uh, recruiting on intermediate to senior level roles. That's why they're, that's when they engage with recruitment agencies typically, right? So if you're a career transitioner, right, you're transitioning into a new field, you're a new career, you don't yet have professional experience and you haven't accumulated, I'd say at least, you know, same as new graduates, un until you've accumulated at least three, three plus years of professional work experience, until then, most recruitment agencies and external recruiters are probably not going to be in a position to help you, right? And again, I want to emphasize, folks, this it's not because we, we look down on new graduates or co-ops or interns or, or people transitioning into no, into other careers, absolutely not. I mean, if we, it would it would actually make our lives much easier if we could, in fact, you know, consider you folks for the roles that we recruit on. But it has nothing to do with you folks, right? It's it's don't take these this personally. It has nothing to do with you. It simply has to do with the fact that when organizations engage with us, they usually engage with us for roles that require three plus years of professional experience, right? It, it, pretty much that's all it comes down to. So again, if you're a career transitioner. You should be focusing your efforts, similar to the new graduates, similar to the co-ops and the interns. You should be focusing your efforts on, on internal corporate recruiters, right? So research the organization that you're interested in working for uh, and take a look at uh, who is the internal recruiter, who is the corporate recruiter, who is on the HR team, the HR manager. You know, these are the people that you should be focusing your, your networking efforts on, reaching out to, connecting with, introducing yourself. Like that's where 90% of your efforts should be. Right. Again, the exception is if you happen to see a recruitment agency post a role that happens to be, you know, entry level or junior level. That is the exception. But 90 percent of the time, focus your your networking efforts with internal corporate recruiters, HR managers, HR coordinators or, uh, again, people on the team potentially that you want to work for at the companies that you're interested in working for uh, that are on the team related to your field. Right. Uh, so again, just just so I give a clear example, so you folks know what I mean by those non-HR, non-recruitment categories. Uh, maybe again, maybe you're tra a career transitioner, you're transitioning into software development. Uh, uh, maybe you research the company, you find out, uh, you know, the team uh, who's the team lead. Maybe who's the the software development manager. Maybe uh, a software developer, a fellow software developer on the team. Like these are the people aside from HR and internal recruitment that you want to potentially uh, start networking with that might might even want to refer you, right? 
so, so I just want to clear that up for you, right? But again, this is the third category is career transitioners. If you're transitioning into another career, you yet you still do not have professional work experience in this new field that you're trying to transition into. Do not waste your time with recruitment agencies or external recruiters, right? And again, it goes, goes back to what I said before. Uh, okay, so category number four. Category number four. Uh, and this is this is another category that unfortunately I, I find myself unable to help. And that is you have not been working for more than a year for whatever reason. I don't care what the reason is. It doesn't matter, right? Uh, maybe maybe you had to take some time off. Maybe you had a, had a sabbatical. Maybe you took time off to travel. Maybe you uh, you got, I don't know, whatever the case is. Now, before I get into this, the exception is if you are laid off as part of a covid most companies and organizations out there are obviously going to be understanding of this. But even then, if it's more than a year, I mean, it's, it's a bit of an issue. But if it's a couple of months, I mean, it's not, not a big deal. And the same goes for the rest of you as well. You took, you took a couple of months off. Uh, you took a vacation. You wanted to travel the world. You took a couple, couple of months off. You were, you were laid off as a result of COVID. Uh, you got your, um, uh, what's it called, uh, severance package or something. I mean, those, those are understandable stuff. But if you've been away for, for more than a year, that's when it's more difficult for, for me as a, as a third-party recruiter to present people to my clients. And it's not because I have any issues with people that have taken more than a year off. It's simply because when, when you're an external recruiter, uh, when, when organizations and hiring teams engage with you, again, it comes down to folks, you got to keep in mind that I charge uh, organization, uh, organizations, an additional fee on top of what they pay you for salary and rate and all that stuff. I charge an additional fee and it's not some small couple of hundred bucks fee. Like, uh, my, my fee, my fee can range from, you know, minimum 10, 15, 10, 15 grand and up, right. 10, 15, 20 K like that's not a small fee. That's what I charge at least for full-time, right. For contractors, I charge, you know, my fee is, is per hour on top of, you know, whatever they charge, whatever, you know, you're, you get paid. I, I, I do a markup on top of that, that I charge my client, right. For, for, for what I do and, and, and finding you and, and doing the payroll and all that stuff. So you got to keep in mind that this is uh, w when we engage with organizations and, and we say that we're going to charge an additional fee on for finding you and then uh, managing the whole recruitment process, uh, managing the interviews, scheduling it, administering it, handling the negotiations, blah, blah, all that stuff. And, and, and considering all of that, you got to understand that, that the expectations from the hiring team are going to be way more for us as external recruiters than had they been, been talking to you directly, right? By all means, if you have more than one year, uh, if you've been away for more than one year and you reached out to a, you had to, you happen to network with the hiring manager directly, chances are they, they might, I mean, they might be fine with, with actually considering you for the role. I mean, things might work out, right? But it's just the fact that we're, because I'm an external third-party recruiter, the expectations from the hiring team are, are much higher. Like they, they expect people who are currently working, have not taken time off. Uh, they match the job description, you know, to a T as much as possible. It's just that the hiring team's expectations are much more from us third-party recruiters, simply because, again, we charge a fee, right? If we charge a fee to the to the organization. So they're like, okay, uh, Dean, we're charging you, we're, you're charging us a fee. We want you to find people that, that are not, that are not, that are, you know, ready to hit the ground running that are as much of a match to the job description as much as possible, right? That's what it comes down to, folks, right? So if you've taken more, more than a year, year off from work for whatever reason, doesn't matter what the reason is, chances are most recruiters are not going to be as, uh, most external recruiters are probably not going to be in a position to help you, right? 
especially if you're taking a few years off. Like, I know, yeah, and you know, it's really sad because I do feel, I really do feel for those of you out there who have not been working maybe for a couple of years, you've taken time off, or maybe you've simply been struggling with finding a job for a few years. Uh, unfortunately, as a third-party recruiter, it's going to be very difficult for me to present your profile to my client. Not because I don't want to help, not because I don't like you, not because you might have some, some amazing uh, past experience, but simply because the standards for us external third-party recruiters are much higher uh, from the organization because, because they're paying us an additional fee, right? So that's why. So in your case, if you've, if you've been off the market for more than a year, I would say, you know, I would, if it's only been like a year, I'd say still reach out to recruitment agencies and, and third-party recruiters. But if, if it's more than a year, folks, if it's like, you know, one and a half to two years and, and up that you, you've been away from working, I would say, again, 99% of your efforts should be focused directly with the organizations you want to work for. So connect directly with the corporate in-house recruiter, connect directly with maybe the HR manager or HR coordinator. Or uh, again, network internally with the organization, maybe with people on the team that you want to work for. That, that would probably be the best way. And, and you know what? They, they might be much more open to, to connecting with you directly. They're just not going to want to do it through an agency such as myself, right? That, or, or, or an external recruiter such as myself. And that's just the reality of it, right? Uh, but that being said, don't, don't rule out recruitment agencies, you know, 100% either. Uh, don't take it personally, right? That is the main thing. Uh, agencies will, will, will again be in a position to better help you after you've started working again. And after you've been working for at least a year, that's when we can actually take your profile, go to our client and be like, okay, they're back. They're, they're back on the market. They've been working. They've been working at this company for additional for, 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 uh, for at least a year. Uh, you know, let's go ahead and interview this person for this role that you're interviewing for. Right. Then we're in a better position to help you as external recruiters, because you, 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 you know, you took some time off or, or you, you weren't able to work for what, two, three, five, even 10 years, whatever it is. But you're back on the market now. You've been working again. You've been working for at least a year. Now, I, as a, as a third-party recruiter, I'm in a better position to assist you at that point. So that is my advice to you, right? So you, you got to think ahead, right? And again, I know it's tough, folks, okay? I know some of you, it's real tough. You have certain challenges, uh, or maybe you had a certain situation that kept you away from working for more than a year. But I'm just, look, folks, I'm giving you a realistic outlook here so you're able to make the most use of your time. So you're, in a, uh, so you're not just job searching hard. You're job searching smart. Right. So look, uh, so that's what I want to talk about in terms of if you've been off the market for over a year. And now a quick exception is uh, maybe if you've been a contractor, if you've been a, if you're a contract, you know, typically contractors do every now and then they like to take some time off uh, for vacations and this and that. So if it's been a year, it's not too much of an issue if you're a contractor or a consultant. Uh, most, most external third party recruiters won't really, I mean, they won't care much if it's, if you took a year off because it's, it's somewhat, uh, common for contractors to to uh, take a couple of months off or even a year off to uh, you know for traveling and, and whatever whatever it is. So uh, that would be the only exception. Other than that, uh, you know, I'm just giving you the the, the lowdown on on what the expectations are from or from the organization to the uh, uh, the external recruiters such as myself. Now the fifth category is, and I get a lot of these messages as well. Is those of you who are overseas, you're overseas. You don't have the valid work permit. You don't have the valid, uh, you know, work status. Uh, you require sponsorship. Um, you're not in the. You're not in the same country. Like I, this is the. This is the fifth category of, of a lot of messages I get from people out there. And unfortunately, you should not be. I mean, again, you should not be reaching out to external third-party recruiters such as myself, because again, folks, it comes down to the expectations of the hiring team, right? Our clients, the hiring team, they expect us to find 
I, again, because I'm charging a fee to the organization, they want things to be as smooth and easy and, and ideal as possible for them, right? So they're not going to want to consider me presenting them candidates who are overseas, who require sponsorship, which is an additional cost to the organization, or they require, uh, you know, work status, or the person's not going to be able to start immediately because they're, they're moving. It's going to take them a couple of months to move here. Like these are just additional, you know, additional variances that organizations do not want from us third-party recruiters, right? I mean, if I could, again, like I kind of, I, I should have said this before, but I said it right now a few minutes, a few uh, seconds ago is they want things to be as smooth as possible from us external agencies because we charge them a fee, right? We charge them a fee. So if we're going to charge them a fee, they want everything to be as smooth and, and smooth sailing as much as possible. So that's why hiring teams are much more picky about who we present as, as third-party recruiters versus had you gone directly right so for those of you overseas okay you require sponsorship you are you you require work work permits and all that stuff look first step connect with a credible immigration consultant and first figure out and have a discussion about what your options are in the first case okay i can't help with them external recruiters cannot help with with uh you know your paperwork and, and sponsoring you and stuff like that externally a third-party agencies recruiters are not going to be able to assist you with that right Cannot do that, folks. All right. So if you're if that's your situation, you're overseas, you need sponsorship, work permit, speak to an immigration consultant, a credible immigration consultant. Make sure you're not caught into some scam. Okay. If something sounds too good to be true, guess what? It might too be too good to be true. Right. Don't get emotional. Look at it logically. Consider your options uh, and all that stuff. Do your due diligence. Okay. And, and, and do that properly and, and make sure you do that. And the other thing is you should be uh, laying down the groundwork before you land over here. So maybe I, as a recruitment agent, uh, third-party recruiter, maybe I can't help you right now, but that does not mean you shouldn't, uh, you know, network with me. Because after you get here, that's when I'm in a better position to help you, right? After you get here. So uh, make sure you keep that in mind and, and you, you look at it as a networking opportunity. And the same thing outside of third-party recruiters, uh, the organizations you want to work for, uh, corporate in-house recruiters, other people in your field, other people in, in your industry, Look at it as a, look at it as, uh, look at it as a networking opportunity, right? Maybe they're not going to be able to help you while you're still overseas, but at least you should start building those relationships before you land. Because after you land, that's when you're in a, they're in a better position to help you, right? So I just wanted to share with that share that with you folks. So hope those five those of you who fit into these five categories. I hope I shared realistic outlooks for those you those of you folks in these five categories. And again, just to summarize. Uh, first category was new graduates. Second category was co-ops and in interns. Uh, third category was career transitioners. Fourth category was those of you who have not been working for more than a year. Uh, fifth category is those of you overseas or who require sponsorship, work permits, uh, and you're not yet here in the country, right? So look, uh, hope this session helped. Uh, if you want to watch the replay, make sure you watch the replay uh, because uh, you should be spending most of your efforts on those avenues that are going to get you results, folks, all right? So with that being said, make sure you hit like and share. Make sure you share this segment with any, anyone else. Maybe you know some new graduates. Maybe you know some uh, some people looking for co-ops and internships. Maybe you know uh, people transitioning into a new career. They don't have professional experience in the field that they're trying to get into. Maybe you haven't. You know someone who hasn't been working for more than a year. Maybe you know someone outside of the country. Uh, so make sure you share this video, this segment with them, so they have a realistic outlook on dealing with third-party external recruiters such as myself. Right. So so keep this in mind, folks, and make sure you hit like, make sure you share. And with that being said, I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm opening up to questions. I don't see any questions in the comments so far, but if you have any questions, 
now is the time for you to put them in the comments and I will uh, respond to any questions you have. And in the meantime, make sure you follow me on all my social channels. Uh, check out my Linktree page. It's linktr.ee forward slash DK Tech Recruiter, linktr.ee forward slash DK Tech Recruiter. Uh, that's where all my social media links are, you know, my LinkedIn, uh, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, my podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts is there too, as well as the link to my LinkedIn newsletter as well. So make sure you sign up for my LinkedIn newsletter uh, as well. So with that being said, I'm opening up the, the, the comments to your questions. So if you have any questions, make sure you do that. And one final reminder, reminder again, uh, remember episode one of my new podcast, uh, which is the 360 podcast, is going to be released this Friday exclusively on YouTube. And my guest is going to be Kaitan Gajar. And again, we're, we're, I'm going to be asking him about tips for managing remote teams. It's a fascinating conversation, folks. Make sure you tune in. Uh, this is my very first episode of my new podcast. Uh, the 360 podcast and again it's premiering this week friday 5 p.m eastern time zone on youtube and you can get my youtube link on my uh, linktree page which i shared a bit earlier and again my linktree page is linktr.ee forward slash dk tech recruiter so make sure you follow my youtube sub sorry subscribe to my youtube uh, channel uh, so you get the notification when that releases this week on friday all right uh, it's, I'm really excited about this podcast, folks. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm all, already in the process of interviewing some other amazing, interesting guests. I'm gonna have guests from the recruitment industry, HR industry, uh, where else? Tech. Um, I'm actually currently um, in the process of interviewing uh, someone from uh, who's gonna be talking about crypto, blockchain, as well as uh, compliance and that kind of uh, just amazing guest lineup. So make sure you subscribe, folks. Gonna, gonna have some great conversations on there, right? Uh, let's see. We have some um, uh, questions here. We got uh, Drewville in the house. Drewville says, I have foreign work experience that moved to Canada for higher studies. So should I contact external recruiters? Yeah, Drewville, if you have uh, previous ex work experience, absolutely you should, right? You should definitely reach out to uh, to external recruiters such as myself. But it just comes down to a matter, uh, a matter of, you know, do you have uh, current work experience? Is it recent work experience? If not, Drewville, if you've been away from working for more than a year, then you would fall into the same category of, of uh, which was category number uh, four, which was you have not been working for more than a year. Then it might be, you know, a bit of an issue. But if you just arrived in Canada, you, you literally, you you resigned from your job, uh, you know, maybe a month ago or two months ago or something, you arrived in Canada and, uh, you know, you still have recent work experience. Absolutely. You should still reach out to and connect with um, external recruiters as well. Uh, so I'm not sure what your field is, Drew Real, but make sure you send me a connection request or a uh, direct message. Uh, I'm not sure if you're in IT, but hey, maybe I can help you at some point, right? It doesn't matter that that you have uh, foreign work experience. The fact is, especially in IT, you have professional work experience, and that experience is recent. Then, um, and, and you know, it's it's been your experience has been at impressive, um, amazing projects, amazing companies then certainly there will be external recruiters out there, third-party recruiters, recruiters such as myself, who, who would be interested in presenting you to their client. Now, I wanted to also give you a realistic outlook, Drewville, because unfortunately there will be some recruiters and some organizations out there that are hung up on this whole Canadian work experience thing. Um, and, you know, for that reason, they might not want to connect with you or, or they might not be in a position to help you, uh, which, by the way, I mean, I mean, it's that's that's illegal. That's not That's not allowed. Like, it's not... I mean, no, I don't know why companies even have that attitude because there's just so many talented people across the world, right? 
but I'm just giving you a realistic outlook, Drew Will. Unfortunately, there are going to be some people out there that think like that. But that does not mean you should you should not be connecting with, uh, you know, uh, external third party recruiters such as myself. So if your foreign work experience is recent, if it's current, absolutely, you should be. If, if, if you've been away from working for more than a year, that's when you fall into that category. I talked about category category number four, haven't worked in more than a year, then then no, you should not waste your time connecting with external third party recruiters. Hope that helps. Drew Will, thanks so much for your question. Uh, someone says commenting for my connections. Thanks so much. Appreciate that. Shout out to uh, to who that person was, whoever that person is uh, for commenting. I really appreciate that. And Drew Real says, yes, I'm in IT. Awesome. So Drew Real, send me a, send me a message or a connection request. And um, maybe I can help you at some point in the future, right? Uh, uh, by the way, I'll, I know I said connection request, but you know what, folks? I just recently reached my, my um, limit for connections on LinkedIn. I recently reached uh, 30,000 connections. So all of you who have sent me connection requests, you're kind of in a, in a, in a, in a waiting queue thing. So until I'm able to maybe, you know, maybe some people will remove me or something like that. So well, when some connection, connection slots become available, that's when I'm able to accept your connection request. All right. So be patient, but in the meantime, you know, send me a message, send me an email or something like that. So it looks like that's all the questions for today, folks. So make sure you tune in uh, next week, Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. I'm going to be right here as well. Um, I, I will be on, on you know, um, uh, I, I'm always posting on my other platforms as well. So, you know, Instagram, uh, uh, Instagram, TikTok, also my LinkedIn company page. I'm also posting, uh, you know, 60 second video tips on those platforms as well. So make sure you follow me on all those other platforms as well. So look, folks, hope everyone has a fantastic, fantastic week ahead. Make sure you like and share. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks, everyone, for your participation, who particip participated in the comments. And I'll see you next week, folks. Have a fantastic week.